Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, Claudia, I'm a little sad to be wrapping up our series on bridging the work-faith divide. And we're going to cover our last area today, but this is not the end of the topic for us. This is the beginning of the topic for us. We have a series of talks and workshops and executive retreats that we're going to be introducing where you, the experts, you, the people who do work and are looking for how your faith might inform your career and the mission of your organization can gather and think about these things because it's a process. It's a thought. It's a reflection that you have to do and you have to show up, not what we think people should be doing. Right. And the reality is that I guess in our places and gatherings where we kind of express faith and where we talk about issues of spirituality, we're obviously we're pointing to the fact that the topic is not work. The topic is faith. And so this is sort of a, an opportunity to talk about work and involve those issues instead of the other way around. Instead of the other way around. You have lots of resources for talking about taking your faith into the workplace, but what about talking about work and the issues that have arisen? And that's what we've done with this series, talking about why we work and what we're going to do with it, talking about what kind of people we're going to be there, talking about what kind of community and working, what working together would look like. And now, in our last week, looking at the workplace culture and what sort of place we're creating, um, how we work, the dynamics of the workplace. Is where you work an energizing place to be? Do you go there and as you talk about what you're working on, is it being encouraged and corrected in a way that's helpful to you? Or is it kind of a quiet, dark, boring, lifeless place where everybody's just doing their task? Maybe it's a scary place. Maybe everything's late and everything's behind. It's always playing catch up and it's just kind of a panic going on constantly. Uh, All sorts of workplace cultures out there. And what we want to do is say, you know, it's not that far out of reach to just show up yourself a little differently to be a great influence. We've talked about that a lot in situations where we do not have the power to change things. We can only start with ourselves. And so this This particular topic is really about the person that you are affecting those around you. So to be a person of influence, we're not like talking about going in and saying, we all need to change. And today's the day we're going to change. I'm not going to put up with being yelled at ever again. And that kind kind of crusader form of influence. On the other hand, it's not that clear how to be a person of influence and how to suggest alternatives and to be an alternative when... You know, maybe things aren't that healthy where you're working. So let's dig into that. What I want to do with this conversation is kind of go from, you know, the different sort of situations we can come into. So from the mild to the dramatically wrong, and we confront that at work, the topic being work, our response needs to be appropriate to the situation. So let's dive in at just the ordinary level of ordinary things going on and Some of it works well and some of it doesn't. And so the main tool that's available to us is modeling, as you already mentioned, modeling the alternative, just being the sort of person you'd like everybody to be. So if people are, let's say, selfish with their work, like my job starts and ends with my job description, don't even think of asking me for help. You know, that kind of, this is all I'm going to do while I'm here. And everybody's that way, and it gets kind of a, a stingy place because things happen, and you things come in waves, and one person gets a wave, and you're there thinking they need help. 
So we can model the alternative by going ahead and helping someone. It's entirely a simple thing to do. What you're giving people is not the model like, look at me. What you're giving them is the experience of being helped. Wow, somebody helped me. And when they feel that in their moment and seeing you be willing to do that, they may or may not even think about it, but chances are if you ever need help, they'll be willing to be helpful. So again, we're not, we're not just being kind to say, look at me, but we're giving people the experience of these things that we think we'd like to see in the workplace. Right. And as they see that it works, as they experience that it works, that it makes a difference, they'll almost unconsciously, but sometimes consciously try it. And we just, that's a great way to start. You trade, can I help you with this? And then will you help me with this and kind of trade that hour? Exactly. It's creative ways and you're taking the initiative. And this is kind of the key. That idea is taking the initiative. So to get a little more explicit, so something's not working and the modeling's not working and you, what do you do? The next thing we want to suggest is that you are going to intentionally suggest the alternative. So you're going to say it aloud now. You're going to say, I noticed that, you know, such and such isn't working. And I think we should try. And then you put the other idea out on the table and let people kind of take shots at it. And, you know, people will take some shots at it. But the value is there's a new idea out on the table. You didn't keep it to yourself. You didn't just complain. You didn't just grow in resentment and upsetness of how obvious this alternative is and how what a power hungry pasta that is that they won't, you know, allow other things. You put it out on the table. So that's another way we can influence the culture is to put new ideas out there and let people react to them. You ready for a, another dimension? I'm ready. I'm ready for another dimension. Okay. So when it gets even worse, when it gets even more complicated, sometimes things need to be reformed, what we call reformed. You know, kind of more at a structural level, they need to be reorganized or we're not going to do that anymore. Or that is a a demeaning way of doing performance evaluations. And we need to come up with another way that makes people want to achieve the goals that come out of those evaluations. Don't merely feel like withering up and crawling under the table because of how they just got beat up on. So there we want to discuss reform. And and this is graver and more serious. And it's not something you just do right off the bat. Like we, we don't want to go in as reformers saying, oh, I can see all these places we're inconsistent. But something's really important, we might want to take it on and say, let's rethink this and reorganize it at a more fundamental level. And finally, most dramatic of all, most rare of all, is when something just wrong is going on there and it needs someone needs to take a stand against it. We need to battle wrong, so to speak, and say, you know, it's whistleblow or uh, call somebody on something. And Again, that's the most drastic and the most rare, but there will be occasions in order to be a person of influence that something will be so grave that you'll just say no. And it might even cost you your job. Again, we want to say it's the most rare. But do you see kind of the progression? So we're not starting with the battle. We're not saying the the first thing we start off with is this kind of crusade. We start off with just modeling and then articulating and then reorganizing, and then ultimately, maybe we have to take a stand. Well, and most of our listeners are people who are in positions of influence just naturally from the role of the job, right? They may Mm -hmm. be a supervisor, they may be in charge of a team, they may be a head of a division. And so a lot of this, you set the tone for how 
people collaborate and treat each other and what kind of culture you create. So you do have a certain level of influence that may be influenced by spirituality or a set of beliefs or of morality or whatever. And so I know we choose the ones that are appropriate to the workplace. You know, if you don't like the way one of your supervisors yells at other people, you sort of say, you know, that's not how we do that. We don't try to demean people. I understand that that person wasn't getting their job done or you felt something that was, you know, inconsistent with the role that we're, you know, the work that we're trying to do, but let's try it this way. Right. And so you're Mm -hmm. suggesting some steps along the way, instead of just kind of going gung ho and taking out your shield and your sword and slapping away all the bad. Imposing your morality on other people. But your morality has a lot of wisdom behind it that suggests that treated kindly and confronted respectfully, people will be much more responsive than they will than being yelled at. So we want to bring that, but we don't want to impose that. And that's where people get uncomfortable and why they often prefer that it just be a divide. But this stuff is too rich to leave at home and it's too core to who we are. So that's why we're discussing this way of letting our faith inform our work without changing the subject to faith. And we believe and we want for ourselves and for everyone to have this more integrated, authentic experience of life in ourselves so that there aren't these different areas that we live. And so we're going to be following this podcast with a series of talks and workshops you can have in your church and executive retreats for people with power and influence to think about what's going on in their workplace in work terms, the challenges you're facing that have to do with what you're about and the goals you're setting, how you are organized, how you treat people, how you collaborate, how you give performance reviews, how you delegate concrete work. Things can be informed by your faith. And we're looking forward to those opportunities to come alongside you and resource you. So it's going to be some good stuff. Well, all our contact information is at our website at boldenterprises.com, along with our blog, where you are welcome to comment and talk about some of the issues that are affecting you in the workplace. And I know, Carl, you regularly check that and love to get back to people if they have questions and comments and responses. Again, that's boldenterprises.com. Thank you for listening. It's the end of our series today, but we'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.